Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. This is David Hepworth with a short Word podcast on Thursday, September the 2nd. Uh, Last night, Apple announced changes to iTunes and their product range. And since this is the kind of stuff that's close to the hearts of lots of podcast listeners, I wanted to talk about it with our own Andrew Harrison, who was in attendance. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, David. Now, you didn't go to California. Uh, No. How did you see it? How did you see it? Well, uh, you are um, brought to an exciting venue, invited to an exciting venue in central London. Um, this was a, uh, a former brewery um, in, near the Barbican, um, and uh, you get lanyarded up and guided into uh, special little areas, and you watch Steve on the big screen. And uh, you kind of, you know, usually it's an event in, in, in uh, California for one of the, um, you know, they used to do them at Macworld and things like that. Now they just, you know, they put on special events uh, which fill up with cheering and clapping. Um, Apple enthusiasts and journalists and people who are a bit of both. It's weird because you're basically watching a gigantic telecast, but you do find yourself looking at the, at the people in the crowd on the screen and sort of kind of getting you slightly swept along in that Nuremberg rally thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, yeah, you are. Now, I get the impression that people are, unlike most launches, people are actually beating down the doors to get to these launches. So what are the, what are the key elements of, of the drama that make it such a compelling event? Um, it's the Steve Jobs show. It's you're, you're watching, um, you know, what people don't forget about Steve Jobs is he's a fantastic performer. He's a bit one note because everything is better than everything before. Everything is smaller and cooler and faster and more amazing. But within all that, he is still a really good performer. The first thing people always do as well is they sort of nudge each other and, and, and kind of do a Steve health check. You know, is he looking thinner? Is he looking... I thought he looked better yesterday, actually. The previous one, he did look a bit grim because obviously he's, he's, he's had his health problems. Um, yesterday, I thought he looked very chipper. Um, it, the first thing everybody always says, the second thing everybody always says is, oh, what's he wearing? He's wearing a black T-shirt and jeans. Uh, he has a, a stage uniform uh, just as, as, as much as, as any 1950s show band. So what were the announcements that he made? What got people excited? Well, the first thing was that was the refresh on the, the iPod um, line 
of which the iPod itself is now very much the uh, you know the, the little brother. The the, um, the shuffle uh, has been shrunk again. It's got a button back on it. The Nano was the really interesting one because it's been turned into this thing that looks like a like a kind of large square button badge. It's a touch screen now, like the iPod, uh, like the iPod Touch and the iPhone rather. And um, so you now manipulate your music um, literally by touching this little tiny screen, which has got lots of weird little benefits. You, you, you wear it, you can wear it like a badge if you want to, and because the album artwork is showing when you play it, it's almost like being back at school, you know, when you, 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 would, you would wear the badge that signified your allegiance to a particular band, but this badge will always change because it will, it will show whatever the next thing you're playing is. So I thought that was quite neat. Um, they've redone the iPod Touch um, to be more like an iPhone. Everybody always said it was an iPhone without a phone in it, and now they've brought it in line with the upgrades to, to the iPhone. So now it's got a, it's got a two-way camera. It's got a camera that faces forwards and backwards, so you can do their video conferencing, their FaceTime thing. It's got the new Retina display, which apparently um, contains more pixels uh, than there are light receptors in the human eye. So you know, this is the screen that cannot be improved upon. If it gets any better than this, the human eye won't notice it. And it does look pretty crisp and pretty, pretty tasty. Um, the, we sat there going, well, what about the iPod? What about all, all those kind of old school users? I was sat next to Eamon Ford of the magazine. We sat there going, what, what about the iPod? People who just want to listen to music. That didn't get mentioned at all. And we did have a brief Twitter um, frenzy mini funeral for the, uh, for the iPod Classic until we went and looked at the, the, um, the Apple Store. They're still doing it. So they're still running an, a 160-gigabyte iPod that only does music. But I think, I think the fact that they're not foregrounding it, they're not banging on about it, shows you the extent to which you know, music is kind of tapped out for them now. It's matured. They're the biggest retailer of music in the United States, not so in the rest of the world, but they, they, they've kind of arrived with music and they see the areas of growth in being mobile data, um, gaming. There's always a huge thing about gaming at these things, which kind of I kind of glaze over because I'm not a gamer. Too. But a lot of guys come on in gigantic shorts and say, look at this, it's the coolest thing you've ever seen. And they actually had two guys playing a game against each other on the big scene. And, and it was quite funny, but uh, I just look at this and go, yeah, yeah, cool, hurry up, I want to see the, I want to see the web stuff. Um, so they did all that. They, they, they refreshed the, the iPod line. Uh, they talked about the new iOS, which runs on iPhones and, and iPads, um, which will add a whole lot of little fiddly little features. But it wasn't really about, about phones and iPads. Um, it was about music. And the other big thing that they, they launched was uh, iTunes 10, the new, the new iTunes, which contains um, social, social media functionality, a thing called Ping, uh, which is basically going to do what Last.fm does and what the Facebook incorporation to Spotify does, which is it incorporates, it's a, well, actually, it doesn't incorporate, it's a social media function. What it does is it tells your friends what you're listening to. You can see what your friends are listening to. You can follow artists, um, their posts, their updates, their concerts uh, and so on. You can rate music, share playlists, all this kind of stuff. And we sort of thought, well, hang on a minute, That's, that, that kind of is Last FM, and it kind of is Spotify. The difference between iTunes 10 and Spotify is Spotify links with your Facebook. So you can kind of call in all your friends from Facebook and see what playlists they've got. And it uses Facebook as a platform to balance all that stuff on top of. What Apple are asking people to do is start afresh with a new thing called Ping. And on the one hand, you can kind of see the market reach they've got, you know, they're so enormous, and iTunes is, you know, certainly for Mac users, it's the default music management program. You can kind of see that, uh, you know, they've already got this, this user base of millions. People will probably want to give it a go. But then I, I thought, my God, do I actually want to start yet another social profile, you know, alongside, you know, Facebook, alongside Twitter, alongside all the things that you, you kind of do in your engagement. So you need to another one to manage. So I think that might actually prove to be a bit of a hurdle. You know, it's it's 
keeping up with your Facebook is 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 good because it's everything. I think I think Steve Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of um, Apple, was in the audience and somebody grabbed him for an interview afterwards after the the launch yesterday, and he said, uh, you know, this, the, the ping thing is great, but uh, Facebook is for life. Ping is just for music. And I sort of think, well, you know, if you if you can have all your stuff in one place, which is the logic behind the iPhone, why are you going to need to go off into another area? So I think there's a question mark over ping. Now, I note that they've changed the iTunes logo so that it no longer contains a CD. You, yeah, and he made a bit of a... Yeah, he made it... Well, it's, it's, I don't think it's that significant. I think we all know poor old CDs and, uh, and know what they were. And he, he did make a wisecrack about it. You know, sort of, we're kind of done with the CD. Uh, the, the iTunes logo is now um, a, a blue circle with the music notes in it. To be honest with you, though, I, uh, never mind taking out the CD, I wonder why they're not taking out the tunes aspect because iTunes is now so much about apps, it's about movies, it's about games, it's about TV shows. One of the things that they launched yesterday was the new, smaller, um, they say better, Apple TV, which, you know, the Apple TV product they put out a while ago was a bit of a clunker, actually. It's a hard disk that you plug into your, t- your telly and you manage your content on it. It just seems to be too difficult. This thing is a little tiny thing that just streams music and films and so forth from your computer straight to your telly or rents them down your broadband so you want to watch a movie tonight you rent it for 4.99 or whatever it comes on your tv so um you know they, 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 these are sort of convergence technologies to try to get everybody everybody through the itunes um window uh tunes just seems to be a very reductive descriptor of, of, of what itunes does now there, there's a lot of talk about eventually everything will be on the cloud you know so yeah. you won't necessarily own it you'll just access it from somewhere out there. Does yesterday's presentation take us nearer to that point? Um, well, the big surprise, actually, was that it wasn't uh, a major move of, of the whole of iTunes into the cloud, because Apple recently bought a company called Lulu, I think they're called, who basically streamed music and streamed... Uh, they, sorry, they, didn't, they operated a locker, there, which, which is basically you put all your media up in the cloud, they store it for you on servers, and whether you're using a computer or a phone or whatever, you can stream your stuff from, from wherever you are. They bought this thing called Lulu, and then they closed it down, making everybody think, well, why have they done that? Clearly, they're going to inter- integrate the Lulu technology into um, iTunes, and what will happen is, you know, the new iTunes will come out, and it will basically pull all of your music off your computer, bang it up onto their servers, and make it accessible through a whole load of mobile devices, so you'll be able to listen to it on your iPhone and on your computer and various other things, and you would no longer need to store all your music on a, on a hard drive. I mean, I just spent a load of money on a two-terabyte hard drive to accommodate my music collection, and the idea that all that can be whizzed off to some server farm in, I think it's in Carolina, North <laughs> Carolina, uh, and then I, I can just access it through anything with a wireless connection is, is, is kind of deeply, uh, deeply fascinating. And the surprise yesterday was that, that, that it, didn't, it didn't happen, that he didn't turn around and say, here's the new iTunes 10, get ready for a lot of traffic because your music collection is going to go to a server farm in North Carolina. The, um, the sort of con- the, the chatter, the conspiracy theory behind it was, I don't know if you noticed, um, they only stream this event to Apple device users. Usually they, they do live streaming of it to anybody who can sit in front of the computer. They went through multiple um, access um, points. This time they only did it through Apple's own devices and own technology. And the conspiracy theory was this was a dry run for the Lulu technology, for the, um, the streaming server farm stuff that they've built, that if it could hold up to a streaming um, a large uh, video-based um, live event to probably not millions of people, but certainly hundreds of thousands of people around the world, then maybe it can, it can um, stand to, to stream everybody's iTunes collection for them uh, around the world. Um, I think that's something that's coming next. Right. The, I mean, the cloud-based stuff that you're getting out of them now is, is the TV things that will run through 
Apple TV, and that that is a cloud-based um, operation because it doesn't have a hard drive in it. You, you will just stream movies and TV. Um, you know, you will rent them rather than own them. Well, okay. Watch this space. Thanks very much, Andrew. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.